This is season two, episode two of Spoilers Only Please. My name is Tate Becker. I'm Riley Bradford. <laughs> I'm Tyler Chavez. I'm Marvin Maniakin. I'm kind of new here. I was here the last episode that we recorded. When did we record that? Like two January. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you hit the ball out of the freaking park. Yeah, so now I'm back yeah. permanently. Permanently. He's doing the graphic design. So when you guys see all that stuff, that's that's, that's Marvin behind the scenes. Today, we're going to be uh, throwing it back a little bit to the mid-2000s. <laughs> And we're going to be uh, talking about Nacho Libre today. 2006, Jack Black. We just watched this uh, with the Netflix, what's it called? Netflix Party. 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 Uh, In the midst of the coronavirus outbreak, we're all separated not in the same place this is the first of mi- for except us. for me and tate we're within like 10 miles of each other 10 15 true, miles true yeah no, we're not giving those locations away only no, social no. security cards yeah or uh, cards yeah i'm, well, sh- I'm waving the card in front of my mic right now <clears throat> yeah so we'll we'll ship those out to our top uh, biggest fans subscribe to our patreon um, yeah subscribe leave a comment we don't have a patreon one day. um but we are we are one trying day. we are trying this new uh system for our podcast where we're all recording remotely seems to be working so far so i i hope it I hope it goes well so uh, let's go ahead and get started with nacho libre what what are our instantaneous thoughts you know i was worried it wasn't gonna hold up because it's a nickelodeon movie from 2006 and i don't yeah i think we had all seen this in our childhood yeah i think yeah I've seen, i've seen it maybe a hundred times I've oh. seen it. This is my second time viewing it. I, um, I have no idea. I know I've seen it at least once. When I was a child. I used to rent it from Blockbuster a lot as a kid. I, I watched think. it at the dentist. Wow. <laughs> does that count? Yeah, it does. I, I think mean, that kind of counts. There's oh. no distractions because you're at the dentist and you don't want to focus yeah. on that. Well, Tyler. When I was a. Oh, oh I'm I was going to let Tyler, Tyler got cut off. So. Tyler, finish. Tyler, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was, was going to let you take point on this one. Uh. What were we talking about? Nacho Libre. Yeah, that's yeah, the movie. I, I really were, was worried that like this wasn't going to hold up for previous points explained, but uh, you know what? It holds up. It does hold up. I, I, I think, think it's so. better. I'd like to think I, it's yeah, yeah, I I like say, I better. I enjoyed than... it a lot more than I did. It's sitting at like a mid-50 meta score, which I actually was a little... I thought that was a little low. No, I, I thought if Jack Black... Well, if they had picked a more serious actor or if like they had marketed it differently, this film could have, you know, been alerted, got a little more respect. Kind of turned some heads. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, like if you just sold it differently, the movie looks very good. It was Maybe shot it was- on film. It yeah. was. It was shot on 35 millimeter film. So um, for context. And, and, yeah. This yeah, was like uh, Jack Black's passion project. Back in the day, he really, really wanted to get this movie made, and it's loosely based on a true story. <laughs> Do you think that's Jack Black, like in LA or like Southwest America, trying to become a luchador? <laughs> and then he's like, you know, I'll make a movie where I'm half Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was our first question dream. because Jack Black is playing a Mexican friar, and our first question was, is Jack Black Hispanic? The answer is no. Yeah, but the friar is half Mexican. Yes, need to half Mexican. Mexican but Jack half... Black is very Jewish. Is he Jewish? Yes. He was, he was uh, raised Jewish, I think. Uh, oh, not religiously. He's raised, not religious. Like an ethnic Jew. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay, okay. But he, um, yeah, I guess this was a passion project of his, and uh, and, and it yeah, shows. So. It translates well, yeah. And it was, it. I, you know, I went into this thinking, like, I think I watched it maybe like two or three years ago, and I was like, trying to think, like, this seems like very much like Napoleon Dynamite, like really offbeat humor, and turns out it's directed by the, uh, by the same guy. Um, let me get the name real quick. Type, type, type. Type, type, type. Jared Hess. Jared Hess, who... What's he done since? Since? Uh, Nacho yeah. Libre. Let's see. Uh, first of all, I'd like to mention that the music is done by Danny Elfman, 
who did the actually the on movie. the on the music real quick yeah yeah i uh I just saw on Wikipedia that the director originally wanted Beck to do the entire soundtrack. That's funny. Which Tyler Chavez throwing it to you for a quirky anecdote. I did. I did meet, I was going to say that I met Beck, but I did meet Beck in LA. He's very, like elaborate. Like like, it really isn't that much of a story. I was at this, this club called Zebulon, which is actually pretty cool. I was with yeah, okay. my buddy Teddy, and Teddy's like, dude, I think Beck's here. And I was like, no. So then I turned, and there was a very short man who kind of looked like Beck. I was like, maybe that's Beck. And he asked like five people around us, is that Beck? And it was Beck. I didn't mm-hmm. say anything because like I'm not a Beck fan, but I was like, oh, that's <laughs> That is Beck. Yeah. yeah that is that's Beck. really, the, way that's really the, most of the story. Yeah. So um, since then, the director, Jared Hess, has done um, like he started with Napoleon Dynamite. That was his first feature, it looks like directing okay. at least. Then Nacho Libre. Uh, there's a movie called Don Verdine, which I think I've actually seen. It's got Sam Rockwell in it. That was 2015. And then mm-hmm. he did Masterminds, which I think is a pretty underrated comedy um, with uh, Zach Galifianakis and Kristen Wiig. It's a good one. I don't know if I've heard of that one. It's uh, it's where they like pretend to be bank robbers. But, oh, I remember um, that. He did, oh. Yeah, he did a couple. Yeah, yeah, okay. Or no, they don't. They actually do rob a bank. They're like working for. I don't know, but that's not what we're talking about today. He did a couple episodes of that show, Last Man on Earth, which more relevant than ever. Am I right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that I, I my family watched that show. It's pretty good actually, but um, yeah, it looks like it was a. He wrote it with his brother, um, and I think Jack Black. Let's see. Riley had mentioned like, yeah, Mike White. The, um, Jack Black did not write this movie. Really, wow. he produced it. I know that. He did produce it. Riley had mentioned like the deadpan humor, and I think that's partly why the movie is like arguably better because now we're we're all twenty one, so I feel like that deadpan humor hits a lot more than it did when we were you know eight. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of layers. It's definitely here. funnier. The it, visual it humor is, of the zooms are you, like something I feel like you wouldn't catch on unless, like, I just think it has stuff for kids, but it also has stuff for their, with adults without being gratuitous, which I feel like most most children's yeah. films, if they sneak well, something you, in for adults, it's kind of yeah. like, oh, that's sex. That's cool. Also, but also, I don't even think most adults yeah, would yeah. pick up on like zooms for comedy. That's true. That's fair. Well, the the like the majority of us are actual cinema majors, excluding Arvin, <laughs> communication, design. But um, but we, I think we recognize when a movie's breaking the rules on purpose, like or not breaking the rules necessarily, more like breaking the uh, stereotype of like m- most of the time movies don't like zoom in on an image like tarantino does it sometimes for somewhat comedic effect or whatever but that's really the probably the biggest example of when you see it or it's so subtle that you don't notice it whereas in this movie like you got transitions like circle transitions so many i I think almost every transition right and i think they do that to like you're if you're watching it you've seen more than 10 movies in your life you're like "Hmm, that was that's not like the others i've seen so I think there's it, it, it stands out by itself there. And I, 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 my personal opinion about this movie, I guess we can start working our way into opinions. I liked it a lot more than I had in the past. Um, like I looked on my IMDb back in the day, I had rated it a six out of 10. I don't, I'm still looking forward to this conversation about it, but I think I'd put it higher than that. I think it's got a lot going for it. I agree. I I don't know. I think it's just beautifully shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched this movie about a week ago with some other friends, and the entire time I was just nerding out, like, "Look at that shot! Look what they're doing there! Why is he doing that? Why is there a why is there a wipe transition? Wait, what's happening?" They they, they do have they had one thing is that they had locations yeah to their benefit heavily yeah they have um, beautiful locations right. Tyler, what, what were your overall thoughts about the movie? I mean, I really enjoyed it. I think, like, 
kind of towards the end, I was thinking there's so many things about it that should not work. Like when you look at it, like from a bird's eye view, a lot of this movie should not have worked, but it just does. It's, I think a lot of it is owed to the deadpan humor, which is kind of out of the ordinary for Jack Black. Um, but it's, it's funny. It, like it holds up really well. And it's argue like we all said, like probably better upon watching it in the future. Yeah, Jack Black does go full Jack Black in a couple of scenes, with uh to the point to the point stuff. where he stops his accent. <laughs> yeah, to the point where yeah, he, he stops. He breaks out of the accent. Which fluctuates. Well, he he doesn't even break out of like he breaks out of that accent into other ones. Sometimes it's Italian, like French, Italian. Like it, it's just like I don't know. I don't know. What There's not many here. times where it's. I don't Mexican. know. I don't know. He's just having fun. <laughs> I mean, it was plain and it, simple. And I, I honestly couldn't put a finger on whether or not it was problematic. Like, I think a lot of people look back on movies like this and they're like, oh, that wouldn't fly today. And Arvind, you went into the movie saying, like, this movie couldn't be made today. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't... I don't necessarily totally agree with that. Like, maybe if they changed a few things here and there, but as is, maybe not. But I think it would definitely get off the, the cutting room floor. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, I guess. I, I just... The, this movie's so bizarre. For as good as it is, it's very it's so bizarre. Weird. And also, casting Jack Black as a half Hispanic man, I don't think that would fly today. Yeah. I, Other I than that, that be, yeah. I just think you have to market I, the film differently. Besides, the, I yeah. agree on the Jack Black thing. I don't think it, this type of comedy would get sold today, but I think with the creative team you had attached and like the actual product they have, just marketed as more independent and more like apparently they did go into mexico and just like they're like we know the director is like this white dude but here's the story like i'm reading an article now that's like about um that like they they tried to make an effort even back then which is interesting i i think they couldn't market it because this was a nickelodeon film so it was kind of marketed as like a kid's movie isn't a kid's movie but it's also not like like not that it's like a super adult movie but it's also not a kid's movie so i feel like they if they made it now you couldn't market it as like a kid's or family movie i think you were right the point about it being like independent and just kind of like weird i think that would work a lot but it could not be like a kid's because it's it's just like not you know what it is though it does have fun fact. It does have a DS video game? Really? Nintendo DS. That is an yeah. early DS game, two thousand six. <laughs> yeah, probably probably on the on the front end, definitely. Is it? Do they um, only have a DS game, or at, was there a Game Boy Advance as Game Boy Advance game? No, I think there was just a interesting, DS. interesting. I'm looking at DS. Um, Riley, we didn't ask you what were your overall thoughts. Just I thoroughly. So I went in the movie not wanting to watch it whatsoever. <laughs> Um, <laughs> really, dra- really dragged my feet on watching Nacho Libre, um, but then I thoroughly just enjoyed every part of it. And again, I think like the visuals are awesome, and the locations are amazing, and the direction's really good. Um, I personally think the one thing that made the movie not so good, like it bring it gives the movie its charm for what it is, but I do think it'd be a better movie. Like with the story it had, just in a, like a different direction, it reminded me of like Don Quixote a little bit, and I think there's probably influence there. I don't know. I think Jack Black. Oh yeah, yeah I just see, like especially with the sidekick like the, the, and like just the fueling the fever dream thing, or not the fever dream, the the hopeless dream. Yeah, almost. and it does seem like this man deluded kind of... um, into thinking he's a right. hero, but I. But then he finds the cause. Spoilers. Only please. Spoilers, please. That's my one thing about the egg, like, really, to me, like, prove that the narrative's a little messy. Like, he eats the egg, and then randomly, like, there's no reason that he gets his egg powers, like, 50 minutes later in the movie. It was a delayed reaction. He doesn't get the egg powers, right? Yes, he does. He flies. No. He flies. He flew because of the wings the children gave him. Did you not understand that? Wow. <laughs> yeah, how did you yeah. not pick uh, up on that? Like, because it's not Joe Libre. His cause wasn't to he be was the, the strongest children. wrestler. So the egg no right. longer mattered. 
but what was fueling him was the belief from the children and the nun from the orphans is, they're not really children yeah. in this movie they're just orphans <laughs> Dude, that scene uh spoiler alert where his sidekick just Steven. says he hates they never <laughs> they never talk about that again he's like i hate every orphan in the world and then yeah. like they never he, he never starts says, it like, with oh, like i'm sick of hearing about your stupid orphans which is a <laughs> wild thing to say and then he like leans into it and says i hate every orphan in the world i love the villain i think he's amazing oh i'm gonna say yeah, something I found out about Jack Black during this film that I feel needs to be shared is that on set, he, he said in an interview, like a few months after getting on set, that one day um, he just shot himself. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> one day, apparently, he didn't go to the bathroom. They were in a field. It was during his like sort of like exodus, like you know, journey, spiritual journey walk, and the, yeah. the end of his yeah. second act. And um, he needed to go to the bathroom, and they're like, "All right, it's like a twenty-minute drive." And then he ran into a field himself Why, in front he, of the entire cast like... and crew of this film. <laughs> I want to point out there is an entire playlist of. Uh, there's a lot of DS for this movie online. There is an entire playlist of Jack Black's confessionals. No, I was reading that on DS this year. I was going to share that. I think you know this movie's the reason Jack Black is a YouTuber today. I think this was the seed that was planted. If this movie brought anything into this world, except for just overall joy, and my best one of my best friends, uh, sorry guys, one of my best friends' gamer tags uh, photos. It's been that for like since two thousand six, I guess. Is that um, it says Jack Black recorded a series of confessionals, which were uploaded onto the internet as video podcasts available on iTunes, and they be they became one of the most popular podcasts in the world at the time. So, and look at him now. Which if, if we, if we take that from like a media perspective, like this film was released in 2006. So that's at the right. turn of like when social media was going to become a thing. And when I going to take off. So this, in terms of promoting, yeah, I'm going to, that gonna was really ahead Jack of its Black time. Doing around the time this movie was made. I mean, Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is great. One of my favorite movies of all time, King Kong 05, Peter Jackson's King Kong, came out oh, the year yeah, before yeah, yeah. Nacho Libre, which is really <laughs> crazy to me. Like, this came out right after, like, he was in a legitimately solid film, at least I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. And then he did the, wasn't D, the pick of Destiny the same year. Which is a slightly underrated movie. This was a good time for Jack Black. Yeah. And then two years later, he he did Kung Fu Panda, his favorite role of all time. Uh, Jack Black, a classic. And then important to remember the big year with Owen Wilson, Steve Martin. It's a movie about bird watching. It's delightful. I've heard of that. Yeah. Hmm. It's a good one. It's a good one. Oh, great time. Um, it, It says so. There's a scene in the movie where Jack Black said party. Nacho Libre is at a party and he sneaks in with like a mariachi band and is pretending like he's part of it and then they're like all right you sing a song now the song he sings it was apparently entirely improvised and I don't know about you guys but I got a lot of vibes that that is happening a lot in this movie which I think was kind it's probably this guy's directing style I think yeah Um, especially having seen Napoleon Dynamite like there's no way there was like a total solid script for that movie I also think they shot Napoleon Dynamite in like two weeks. I don't think that they, this production was probably pretty big with all the locations and and stuff. But um, yeah, apparently Nacho Libre was based in part on Antonio Banderas, like as a guy, I guess. So what? Yeah, I, I don't know what. I heard it was based off of an uh, loosely based off of a real. I, I guess it could be based off of Luchador wrestling people, right? in Mexico. Do you think, as a child or as a middle-aged, early middle-aged man, uh, two very different Banderas, things, by the way, two very different things. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Do you think Antonio <laughs> yeah, Banderas? Yeah, wait. Was like, I'm going to be a professional <laughs> wrestler and save some orphans. Maybe 
That's is this kind of like how Michael about. Jordan became like a baseball player? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, just flip it though. <laughs> Actually, a pretty like, good analogy. Antonio Banderas did what he was good at after the thing he was maybe not as good at. Right, 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 right. But um, yeah, so I think I think there's a lot this movie has going for it. Um, the soundtrack's phenomenal. The soundtrack. You guys, uh, the soundtrack. We, we can talk about the soundtrack. We can talk about the soundtrack all day. It's so good. <laughs> the the uh, real yeah, religious man. Really like it head. slaps. Yeah. It's the soundtrack of my life. <laughs> it's there's just like this really cool build up like into the chorus that is like. I, I don't know. It's just really amusing I agree, and entertaining. Right now, I agree. Just specify who it is like, talking to. Why did you pull out my middle name? I you had to. Yeah. What, what was another? Oh, um, the entire side plot about um, mm-hmm. uh, Nacho Libre's sidekick Stephen just being baptized and just believing in science, and <laughs> it's just this really casual thing. But it's just. Right. Because it's so casual, it's so funny. No, I yeah. just had a panic attack that it was Mother's Oh, I'm sorry, Day Tate. Did I bore Sunday. you with that detail? <laughs> why, why is this coming up right now? I was looking, it was in Ireland, yeah. He just needed to was share. Was it in it. England? I just felt that, like, I think there are no rules. Coronavirus is happening. Like, might as well share our thoughts. And on Twitter, when I tried to look Jack at Jack Black, Black Twitter, I saw priest. the president of Ireland tweet Happy Mother's Day two days ago. Is the president of Ireland the really small guy? His name is Leo Varadkar, and he is the first gay um, prime minister. It's very cool. Oh, really? Is he the one who kind of looks like Danny DeVito? No. No, I... <sighs> I think that's Scotland. this dude's like yeah, in the Justin Trudeau. Maybe it's one of the prime Emmanuel ministers. Macron club well, of like I believe Ireland has like a prime minister and a president. And then you one know, of them. I think, I think you guys are actually bringing minister. up a really interesting point about the movie. Like something I. It's the president. I wasn't sure I was going to mention, but I did actually want to. No, I actually did want to mention this about the movie. I thought you know, like if anything could actually make this better is if Danny DeVito played the sidekick character. I mean. That is true. I thought the guy I playing the sidekick character it. was very non... Like, he's just forgettable. I he's humorous at parts. He was just kind of there. Who could have done it better? Danny DeVito. I don't think anyone else could have done yeah. it better than this guy, except for Donald DeVito. Well, we... I don't think that's what Danny is short for. Donald yeah, DeVito. I don't know. You also, don't can I just... Real quick. Ask him. Real quick. I call Michael him. D. Higgins. Michael we, D. Higgins. He's the president yes, of Ireland. Looking at this he thing. looks shockingly like... I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say DeVito. shockingly like. I'd say Danny DeVito and. Um, Bernie Sanders. And Bernie, yeah. You think Bernie could have been in this movie? Yeah, I think he could have. So I think he was uh, in the background actually. There were some themes there that he he might have. Um, oh, in. he was the priest. He was the old priest. The old wait. The old guy that kept showing up in the movie. Oh, the one yeah. who had the worst lunch well, of his like life. there were like two old guys. The main no, Because there was that other old guy. Oh, yeah. There was one that was like a, just a fan. What's and he doing? And then there was the, the old priest that had the worst now? lunch of his life. And had, he had so Jack Black. diarrheas since Easter. Well, was the other film? Full circle. We did it. Can I, wait, do you think the scene where like they rub the feces on the other Jack guy's face. Do you think Black. that was Jack Black's accident? Like, <laughs> I hope so. I, you said it was the field scene. See, I remember thinking, like, as they were doing it, I was like, oh, he probably puts a mask on this guy so the pink guy isn't as obvious. But then, nope, he just rubs it on him. Yeah. On his face. I wish I wish they had made that guy have pink eye the rest of That'd the be great yeah. awareness. Great awareness. You want to talk about the awareness, by the way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I noticed in this film that a lot of them were keeping away from each other. There's a lot of, like most of the shots, you just have one person. Or if you have two people, it's like limited space where there's six feet of distance between them. 
So I per- at least six at feet. least six feet. So I personally yeah. believe that this film is actually sort of like a guideline for us as filmmakers uh, post coronavirus. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about back. They had a wrestling match of five thousand people. <laughs> Until you mean, you mean the poor Mexican background characters? We'll call them background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to point out that the uh, the tagline for this movie was "He's not lean. Jesus. He's not mean. Get ready. He's nacho, average hero." Wow. <laughs> I thought you. I thought it was. Let's <laughs> get ready. He's not mean. Mean. Get ready. Called not your average Joes. That for years because of this movie, I thought was nacho average Joes. Just those three words. Because of this. Because movie. of this movie, yeah. Well, um, you couldn't read, yeah. so you blamed it on this movie. Yeah, I was. So, I've been illiterate okay. for a while now. We kind of talked about this like during the movie about how um, like the budget for it because like it, it's a really the cast for this movie is really Jack Black and then a lot of people who haven't really done like a lot of um, super noteworthy things at least in the US a lot of them were actually like Mexican actors and Mexican comedians for reference the budget was 35 million and it made 99.3 million like they tripled the budget. I was going to say making that film for yeah. 35 million seems a little much. You know, that's a mid-range budget for like if it you does. look at this film, you're shooting on location in Mexico, you could Yeah. I'm wondering where all that money went. Like having seen Because we thought originally like I think Riley, you mentioned it that you thought like Jack Black must have just taken like a giant. I mean, pay cut I, with thirty-five really million budget, I'd imagine Jack film. Black got paid more than he would. Like he's asking for that. What like? Well, he's yeah. coming fresh off con. Like what on the? <laughs> he had some bargaining. What in that movie could have possibly? That's what I think his, oh, his documentary would probably cost him that much. Oh, absolutely. It costs. I think it costs three yeah, times as much we, to shoot on yeah. film. Like for the. Camera I was budget, say, if you're shooting you know, on film like to... and doing improvised lines and stuff, oh, oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, actually, see, but I feel like shooting on film wasn't yeah. uncommon in what was it 2006? Oh no, not at all. I think it was common. Yeah, this, I mean, everybody... I know, but every Nickelodeon film. No, yeah, I don't think the switch happened yet. Really? Yeah, digital was. It wasn't big. Yeah, the switch. Well, I, I mean, I like that. even going into like 2010, like. The Dark Knight was shot on film. Like huge, giant movies are still yeah uh, shot on. Like Christopher Nolan refuses to shoot digital, apparently. So yeah, there, there's a really? lot of people like Scorsese as well. Even though he, I'm pretty sure he shot The Irishman digitally. So yeah, the majority of films started know. being the well, majority of films started like being shot on digital in 2012. Hmm. Yeah, that's really recent. More recent than I thought. That's crazy to think well, about. Well, that's like Especially social considering network area, like which is long. where the, the red cameras really... We're getting real technical here. Uh, we, we do want to keep things a, yeah. a little bit simple. But, um, I think I think a good opportunity... I got a simple I, I, thing to talk about. I have something, too, that I just think is worth mentioning. When we, in the future, if we do movies like Nacho Libre that are, you know, 14 plus years old, 10 plus years old, I think it's interesting to look at maybe like the impact or how things have changed since this mm-hmm. types of, these types of movies were made. Like, I think it's a good opportunity to bring up stuff like that. Like, you know, with Bad Boys for Life, our last episode, um, we really are kind of boxed into reacting to that movie freshly. But we've seen this movie years ago, <laughs> seen this movie today. So, like, I think that comparison, bringing things up there is, is interesting. So I don't know if one of you wants to take that somewhere or whatever. Well, the first thing that like pops into my head thinking about that is just the fact that there was a period of time in the mid 2000s where Nickelodeon was funding feature length mm-hmm. theatrical films, and now they do not do that. Like, that, oh, I don't well, think that lasted. What about that live action door post- movie? I think they just pivoted. Yeah, they're releasing SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run. That is true. Yeah. 
sponge on the run. Yeah, but they're not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not the same. I mean, like Nacho Libre was entirely original. Rango was entirely original. Oh, that's a good I, I believe. Yeah. Do you know what I saw about Rango? That was crazy. That might be a good future episode down the line, because apparently they shot the entire movie like a play. Like normally, it'll just be like home footage of the animators doing the movements to kind of re- for reference, right? Mm-hmm. But they actually had like Johnny Depp acting out the entire script with the shots they wanted as if it were a play. So they didn't do nice lighting or anything like that, but just so they could capture like the physique of Johnny Depp for the character. So I, I saw that video the other day. It was crazy. That's yeah. Really interesting. So it wasn't motion capture though. It was just like reference footage. Hmm. Hmm. I know they used to do that a lot with animals, like way back in the day. Like old Disney movies did that. Do you think they did that for Nacho Libre? Because it was totally animated, right? <laughs> which is which is what I'm saying is like if if it's totally animated, they could definitely just remaster it and put Danny DeVito in. Sorry, Donald DeVito. Yeah, yeah, of course. Has anyone seen Playing with Fire, starring John? No, Cena? but I did just see that. That was a Nick Elodian. That is a Nick Elodian original movie. Yeah, no, I my one of our friends, really, uh, Caitlin Hall worked for that director. Oh, really? That film, yeah, her, her, one of her internships, yeah, yeah. So we can ask her about playing with fire, maybe. I wonder how proud she is to be attached to that film indirectly. I, you know, I'd assume greatly, Katie. Katie, if you're listening, uh, feel free to uh, email us. We'll get an email. I don't I think don't we think have so an email really. yet. Um, but leave a comment on something. Leave a review on our Apple podcast page, and uh, we'll get we'll get back to you, Katie, on 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 that. Maybe we'll have you in for an episode. Also, I think we are going to start an Instagram soon. To whoever's listening, the four of you, mm-hmm. which is just us, which is here. just us four. Um, I might send it to my mom. To the episode. Basically, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to <laughs> got to do that. I'll send it to my They'll parents. Work. They'll listen to it because I'm in it. Well, it's um, a unique time to have a podcast because th- no one has an excuse not to listen. That's true. That's no true. That's what I'm saying. Right unless you're a doctor. Unless you're in the medical unless, field. And you if you are in the medical field, true. pop a head on that. Yeah. You can listen to a podcast while you're performing surgery. Truck drivers, people working in restaurants. People are still ordering takeout. That's true. Oh, yeah. I de- no, I do it every yeah, day. Yeah, Riley did. Pharmacies. <laughs> I can attest. I think for almost a quarter of well, all I'm saying is, here's my, here's my, here's my logic on this. It's a, can you, Riley? Wait, can you just mention your Domino's snag that you had uh, in the fall? Oh, when I got the, when I got like a medium dude. pizza and garlic knots for twenty five cents. Yeah, how'd yeah. you pull that one off? Uh, I had a free pizza, mm-hmm. and then. They like liked us at the Domino's. They're like, "You want these garlic knots?" And we we're like, "Yeah." And that we were just like, "We'd like ranch." And they were just like, "You're gonna have to pay for that." <laughs> so we paid for the. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> you said you said it was a free medium pizza with any purchase. Oh yeah. So you told them, "I'll buy, I'll buy one." You're right. Ranch. You're right. You're right. So you paid for the twenty five cents, and then they didn't even make you pay for that because they were like because they couldn't whatever. process it. You're right. My memory failed me. My apologies. <laughs> Anyways, back to the Riley Riley's quick tip for quarantine: um, if you stockpile dry goods, as I have, um, don't eat them now. Wait till you can only eat them. Wait till you need them. Support. Yeah, that's kind of joy. That. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I thought you were going to say wait till the, till the end times or something. Wait till they're expired. You know, all that cash that might if prove the, valuable if Wi-Fi when society falls. This is now. Yeah. We're done. Oh, that's the end. That is the end. We're done. I, you know, I, for some reason in, in these trying times, I know we're way off topic. That's okay. Are we? It's a story uh, about hope. It's a story about hope and what we have right now is like, I've been playing a lot of for some reason like zombie survival games like the like video games like the last of us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um like the original resident evil and then and now i just started playing i, I just Petrus. yeah yeah of course um i just started playing the new doom game where like earth has ended because of demons and i'm like dang that's what 
Earth's gonna look like in two to three weeks. <laughs> We're playing Animal Crossing, which um just reminds me that literally anything is well, better than now. You know well, what's better than now is better than you're moving to in your own private island. I think that's what the entire basis of that game is, and that would be a great. Yeah, a soccer right player. Now. Some soccer player did that. Ronaldo, I think Ronaldo did that. What? Oh, Dan- Donald DeVito. I've been, no, watching, uh, I've been watching a lot of Glee, which makes me grateful that this didn't happen to me in high school. You know, that'd be an interesting <laughs> I know. segment. Wait, a little pandemic. bit of an improv segment. What have we been watching recently Glee. for people that might not be interested in Nacho Libre, which, by the way, is on Netflix. It's a really good movie. So if you I think watch, it actually is. It it's is. really good. Like, I've been telling people to watch it, and I it's think funny. people have thought I was joking, but I was dead serious when I've been telling people to watch it. I'm glad we watched it. I'm I'm in Riley's boat where I was kind of like, dang, I don't really want to watch Nacho Libre right now. And then we watched it, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, no, I, I have no regrets in watching so, it. It's on Netflix if you want to watch it, so feel free, whoever's listening. You know, feel you have the freedom. You have my permission to go watch Nacho Libre on Netflix. Hey, I'll throw, I'll throw a plug for two things <laughs> to watch on different ends of the spectrum uh web series the movie if you're into indie film or like into filmmaking and want something like to watch something that kind of just makes fun of you um give it a watch it's on youtube it's by brian jordan alvarez it's like a full feature length thing just about like four people trying to make what they claim is the first original web series about la and it's just like ridiculous and it's very fun and it's all shot on like a like a dslr um, and then coming out, I think April seventeenth is Sella and the Spades, which is a movie I was a props assistant on. Oh my god! And it's finally it was at Sundance two year, uh, not this year, but last year, and it's going to be on Amazon, oh. and it's very cool, and it's shot by Jomo Frey, who did this thing that that's going to be at Cannes this year. It's very cool. Well, is it? Because they just pushed Cam. Oh, yeah. Hey, at least they didn't cancel it, huh? Movies. At least they didn't cancel it. <laughs> What's everyone else uh, watching? Yeah. Tyler, what, do you have anything? Uh, yeah, what are you watching, Tyler? Um, I started wa- – I, I made my quarantine watch list the other day. I got a lot of really good recommendations. Um, So I started watching Young Justice, which oh, – um. I was supposed to watch when it first came out just because like I used to wa- I watched a lot of Cartoon Network. Young Justice is really yeah. good. Like I'm I'm juggling that and trying to catch up with Star Wars the Clone Wars. There's a lot of Star Wars the Clone Wars where I'm just like, ah, yeah. I feel like I'm not really getting much season out of this. four. Midway season four, it actually gets good. See, yeah, because I was on season three, and season I'm just three, like... That's what everyone says like when it gets good. But right when the Darth Maul stuff hits at the end of season three is when I was like... That's right when you, I'm leading up yeah. to. But no, Young Justice is is really good, especially as someone that adores you know, Tyler, the I wanna, Teen Titans series. I want to ask you a question about your record. Um, so I'm on your letterbox right now, and it, appear, it appears to me that uh-huh. you... Wait, what's Letterboxd, what's Letterboxd, Letterboxd for those, you don't, thank for those you, who don't know? It's, it's a movie rating website similar to Rotten Tomatoes IMDb, entirely user-generated. It's a great time. Um, it's very, like, filmy. So, like, if you're not into... Basically, well, no. Basically, you can review movies. You can write reviews or just star them out of five. And you can friend each other. So it's, like, social media for movie ratings. So you can see what your friends are watching without having to ha- ask them. And then if you see they're watching something, you can reach out and have a conversation. It's how a lot of us find new recommendations. Yeah. Riley, really good review for the Wiggles so, movie. It's a great yeah, service. my letterbox, don't look at it. It's been destroyed yeah. by people who I left it in, logged in on a work computer. But Tyler, <laughs> why did you leave it logged in on the office? Um, because I was fault. using it at work. So you shouldn't have been using it at work. As your boss, I'm telling you, you shouldn't have been using it at work. <laughs> You can call out. <laughs> All right, Tyler, Riley, what were you Tyler saying? Tyler watched Step Brothers for the first time like three days ago, and I think that's worth pointing out. Oh my god! So one, I did. What was yeah. the experience like? And two, why I missed you give like it in all honesty, star less than Nacho Libre. This is a real thing. I kind of missed <laughs> out on that entire 
like that genre of comedy that came out in the late 2000s, I kind of just missed out on. I just really never watched it for some reason. Dude, you've got a lot I'd of like good stuff to watch then. But here's the thing. Like, I'm, I don't know. Like, I liked Step Brothers. It's, it's just that, like, like I watched Semi-Pro Step Brothers. So I watched Semi Pro for the first time, Anchorman and Anchorman 2. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, they're all good, but none of them have really blown me away. They're not supposed to. <laughs> what do you expect? But I feel like people, like, hold them. Well, no, people hold them in such regards of, like, that era of comedy that I expect. I've never a lot seen it. More, I've seen bits like. and pieces of it, but I've never seen it the whole way through. Maybe we'll have to watch it. I don't oh, know. That's interesting. You know, um, just to continue moving so we don't get off topic again. I've been watching a little bit of Clone Wars, uh, heavily recommended to me. I've been watching oh, so good. Curb Your Enthusiasm. So good. I'm already on season three. It's it's the same thing every episode. It never gets boring. It, it really doesn't. Yeah, and and then I, uh, I don't know. I haven't been watching a ton of stuff. Um, really, I've just been watching Curb. Um, however. I rewatched Jojo Rabbit the other day. Great movie. I saw Onward recently, which um, is now on digital, and I think it April comes 3rd. out on Disney Plus April fifth. Third, third, April third. Yeah, April third. Definitely recommend. I'm very excited. Definitely recommend watching it. It's beautifully animated, and it's just like a like a gorgeous, like heartfelt movie. I saw Emma the other day, um, the Jane Austen adaptation. I didn't really care for it personally. I saw it with my mom. Um, it just wasn't my kind of movie, but like I, I get why some people would find it appealing. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I've been watching. Um, yeah, I can't really hmm. think of anything else. Oh, oh, actually, Arvin, actually what about I did you? move on to Westworld season oh, two. Westworld season two. I'm trying to get through it so I can watch season three with my dad, which is currently premiering Exciting. on Sundays. Episode by episode. What have I been watching lately? Gee whiz. Well, you know, a week ago I watched Nacho Libre. Tonight I watched Nacho Libre. Um, (laughs) You know, I saw Jojo Rabbit finally. I sat down with my family and watched Jojo Rabbit. It is a great movie. That's a great Um, movie. It's a great time. It's episode worthy. Oh, also, I watched Knives Out for the second time recently with my family. Knives Out is fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's even better the second time. Uh, and I know you've already seen yeah, it two or three times. Right, that was probably a like top five for me. Three I times. Three yeah. times. That's you, get some, you get more out of it every time. It's so there's a so well breakdown of the scene. Ryan on Johnson, good there's a breakdown of one of the scenes that is just like usually they're about ten minutes. Ryan Johnson just for like thirty five minutes just goes into the detail of every single shot. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, speaking of Ryan Johnson, though, yeah, it's, Brick. It's, I really want to watch Brick. It's, it's something a, I've been dying to watch for years. Unfortunately, it's a hot take. That you know, I think that, like, wait, Arvin, I think so, you've read a good pivot. What does everyone but, want to watch right now? Uh, one oh. one thing. Let's limit it to one thing. Um, we'll get. One thing, Brick. Absolutely. Can you give us a log line or something? Just, I don't, I don't, I've I'm been, not familiar. Um, I believe it was Ryan Johnson's first film. It's a first feature. It's a first film feature. noir, but it's or it's a neo-noir, sorry. It's a neo-noir, but it takes place in a high school, and it's starring a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's a mystery. Yeah, um, I don't think it's a comedy, yeah. though. It's like an alternate reality kind of thing, but, like, you can't hmm. really tell. And he did that to justify, I think, there being, like, drug rings and gangsters in high school. But it's really, it's really odd. It's almost like... The humor in it is very similar to like Napoleon Dynamite and uh, Nacho Libre. And not not even kidding. What I've been wanting to watch recently, um, I really wanted to watch Seven Samurai. Um, for some reason, I, it's like four hours long though, so I'm trying to find some time to, uh, even though I got all the time in the world, I just find a way to be busy uh, somehow. But I've been wanting to dive into like older film, but I keep just watching Kirby Enthusiasm. <laughs> that's that's my one thing I'll mention. Um, I'm going to say 
this film, The Night is Short, Walk On Girl, which is this anime film from 2017 with a very like fever dreamish <laughs> style animation. Um, I remember seeing the trailer years ago and I thought like, this is so cool. I really want to see this. And then it just never got a US release. So I'll have to find it somewhere, but it looks so, it looks very unique. So I'm very excited to actually take time We're, to go and, and watch that. And I'm looking that. for, I, I'm trying to watch in the next week, the film Swallow, which came out last year slash this year, depending on where you're based. Um, it's done fairly well critically um kind of a no-name director but it's about this housewife and i like very perfect following sharp objects just out of boredom oh my god yeah and she becomes pregnant and it's sort of about you know her swallowing tax and stuff like that while having a baby it's really cool it's like a it's like a horror type thing so it, I saw the yeah, trailer. It looks it's really like very in that Ari Aster, Yoros Lanthimos school of just like insane. It's just unsets on the list now. Yeah, I know. Give it a watch. Yeah, to go back, yeah, to transition very smoothly <laughs> back to Nacho Libre from that. Um, I think we should end this episode on back focusing on the film. And a film, by the way, not movie, film. For some reason, there's an argument about that. But um, I think one interesting thing, like I mentioned earlier, is to talk in retrospect, like looking back on the film. And I think something that um, we should talk about is why these types of movies, or or maybe movies that have actually been made that are in the same vein of comedy as like this director's style, like Napoleon Dynamite, Nacho Libre, very offbeat humor. Um, not ever like hitting at home like Will Ferrell like acting out crazy it's just very awkward like there's like almost like many jokes in it where like a character will just walk off screen in a really odd way and you laugh at it but like it's just because it's weird and it's probably just them messing around but you can tell the people the actors the crew had fun making this movie I think and I was wondering if you guys can think of any examples that have happened in recent years or since this movie came out um or, or just maybe why the genre had, didn't blow up, you know, this this like vein of comedy. I I think this genre doesn't really blow up just because it's it it's not very wide appealing, you know. It's I I don't think it's as wide reaching as comedy as like just general like slapstick would be, or like stuff like Will Ferrell does. Um, I. I I would love to see more comedy films like that, but I think you're right. They really hit their stride in like mid late two thousands. But I feel like from a studio perspective, they just weren't seen as I think very that's kind of why they got while like, almost hidden in these children's movies. Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. They're cold. Classic, I think this though. is just the most memorable. And I think they continued on after that for about five years of just like, they make money but they're not going to be remembered for like think about like year one, which I watched, I think a few months ago again, like it's that like thing. It's just like, there's a bunch of, and Jack Black, I think is like the ultimate guy for this, but Michael Sarah did a bunch of them. I'm trying to think who else. Hot Rod is kind of in the same way. Yeah. I'd say Andy Samberg's in the same boat of just like these. I kind of want to do an episode on that. I'd like Hot Rod. I I think think Hot Rod's a little. Yeah. That, that movie's all. (laughs) <laughs> but um also speaking of suggestions um we'd love to hear from you guys um just wherever you're listening to this if there's a way to uh reach your house out to most us. likely yeah and we'll, and we'll start our instagram and we'll drop that in our next episode the um the at for that and we'll um start trying to network and connect with listeners um hopeful listeners and i think that will be a good way to start you know knowing what you guys what types of movies uh, you guys want to hear about and i think nacho libre was a good mm-hmm. good departure from new releases that we've been doing yeah. and back two years ago in our first season <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah two years ago yeah but um i think that about wraps this episode yeah, stay up. Stay inside. To, There's too many good with? movies to be outside uh, endangering other people's lives. So. Also wash your hands. 
and that's that's not a these aren't coronavirus facts these are just yeah. facts Riley yeah, actually just leave, never uh, got scared of the house. sun yeah yeah you can't I'm, shine yeah. a I'm like a vampire catch on fire it's pretty sad mm-hmm. That's how I would wake him up in Los Angeles. I would just like turn the lamp on and just watch him like we sit off the snow a few times in pain, like yeah. burning flesh. Yeah. Um. What What did I gotta leave to know on? Um. Get uh. Get changed. Oof, Don't sit oof, in that pajamas true. and sweats all day like I do. I mean, I'm giving myself a break, but three days. just sit uh, down. Just sit down, slap on some Nacho Libre, wear your finest. Order, really order food from the local restaurant. It looks expensive. In that place. The most expensive one on Postmates you can find. Not sponsored. And uh, and then just have yourself a night. Are so? you any notes to leave on? Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Um, watch movies and wash your hands. That's about it. Don't do anything else. Stop eating. Stop sleeping. Wash your hands for the entirety of one yeah. minute. And as of recording, the coronavirus is a pretty big problem right now. By the time this goes up, I'm assuming it still will be, um, which will probably be in a week or two. But um, yeah, we're excited to get back out with season two with you guys. Uh, just starting off and we've got a lot of time on our hands to do episodes. So um once we get social media started up we're we'll be excited to uh to hear from you guys yeah we're all right i think that's it for this episode yeah um thank you guys for tuning in for nacho libre um (laughs) who wants to close the episode i feel like i I feel like i opened it Uh, oh i get to close i was gonna give it to close riley okay well um you know what till next time have fun take care wash your hands i can't say that enough Wash your hands, uh, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.